DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. I congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So I to be in the presence Thank of you. radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's a big deal. Big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. I'll drill y'all. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 What's happening? Hey. Mm-hmm. All right. A little gassy, but you know, we'll get through it. Okay. What you hey. ate? You ate a little something? I don't know, you know. I'm little at that milk. point in my life where, you know, I do keep track of my diet in that way because I'm a 43-year-old man. Mm-hmm. But I cannot quite think about what is in my diet that caused me to be so gassy the past couple of days. What I think it is are these protein shakes that I'll be ordering, you know, here in, here in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I think they give me real milk instead of almond milk. You know, <laughs> you know the old man can't handle that goddamn <laughs> lactose. Okay. All right? All right. But just don't be passing no gas around me. I don't brother. fart in my clothes. You know that story. You've been working with me 11 years. Just I don't fart sure. in my clothes. Just you know me. Sure. I don't fart in my clothes. Just making sure. All right. Well, hey. um, shout out to everybody out there with a newborn baby right now. Um, I know it's tough. That 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 I baby, love it. That baby it it, it it makes its own decisions. It tells you what it wants to do. Um, you know, the baby was sleeping every four hours, and now it decided that she wanted to sleep every two hours. And you know what? She could do what she wanted to oh, do. Oh, my, my my newborn is sleeping through the night right now. Oh, really? I love it. No, absolutely, mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, the, the only other problem is when you have other small children. Like you know, I got a six year old and a three year old, and the six year old gets up a lot in the middle of the night. Really? Not a lot, but you know. She gets up at inconvenient times, like this morning at 4.07 when the alarm clock go off at 4.20. So I got to get up and put her back to bed. And then daughter's looking at you like, hey, what oh, you doing? Lord, what are we doing? Oh, up? Lord. And then you be walking back down that hall like, I got 13 minutes. I got 13, 13 more minutes to sleep. That's how I was All this right. morning. The baby woke up at 4 and I'm like, man, I got a little bit, little bit of time. Just go back to sleep. Right. Then I hit that snooze button when 4.20 hit and woke up at 4.28. Now you late. But we here. Yo. I wasn't late this morning. What the hell's wrong with you? You, you was on time. And listen, I'm here. <laughs> okay, I'm on the first break. I'm on the intro. You, and right, I, you, you right. heard that yo, 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 yo right, this morning. Right. That's all that matters. You right. Okay. You're doing better. You're doing better with your life. Who we got on the show this morning? All right, Bakari Sellers will be joining us this morning. My brother. Of course, Bakari Sellers, you know he's a CNN po- uh, political commentator. He's a New York Times bestselling author. My he has a new book. That's right. Children's book is called Who Are Your People? Yeah, my mom asked me to send her that yesterday. You know, Bakari's a South Carolina native, mm-hmm. South Carolina brethren right there. Yeah, so we Denmark, will, South Carolina. We'll be kicking with him in a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? We'll talk about Joe Biden. He was in Atlanta yesterday and he was asking the Senate to change filibuster rules so they can pass voting rights. And we'll tell you what he had to say. A whole bunch of nothing. All right. We'll get into that next. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, all my Giants fans, I know it's a lot of y'all out there, the Giants fire uh, head coach Joe Judge. Uh, Always pointing the blame at somebody else. Just after two seasons. Them he damn Giants. 10 for 23 in uh, two years. Them damn Giants. Always pointing the blame at somebody else. You did else. the same thing. Stop it. Your team does the same thing all the time. You're just winning right now. Somebody said something yesterday. Uh, that's right. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be winning right now. It's playoff time. What's your team doing? Nothing. They're exactly. sitting at home right now. We're watching. I actually want to see the Cowboys you know, make it to the distance. 
Make it to the distance? Yeah. To so the, what does that mean? Make it to the bowl. I don't want to see them win, though, but I want to see them make it to the Super Bowl. You want to see them lose at the Super Bowl, is yeah, what you're saying? pretty much. Don't worry about what we're doing over here. And I'm Just going sit back to, and be a spectator. I'm going to. Oh, I'm definitely going. If, I, if we go to the Super Bowl, I'm definitely going. That'd be a lifelong dream to take my daddy to the Super Bowl. All right, well. The man else? ain't tased no Marine on 9-11 at, at MetLife Stadium during the Cowboys-Jets <laughs> game for no reason. That will not be in vain. Goodness gracious. What else we got, Yee? All right, well, President Joe Biden was speaking yesterday in Atlanta, and he was actually on the grounds of the Clark Atlanta, of Clark Atlanta University and Morehouse College. The Senate is going to be taking up voting rights in the coming days, and so right now he is asking for the Senate to get rid of the filibuster. Here's what he had to say about voting rights. Today, I'm making it clear, protect our democracy. I support changing the Senate rules. Whichever way they need to be changed, to prevent a minority of senators from blocking action on voting rights. When it comes to protecting majority rule in America, the majority should rule in the United States Senate. I make this announcement with careful deliberation, recognizing the fundamental right to vote is a right from which all other rights flow. They're expecting that no Republicans will actually vote for uh, any of these for the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act or for the Freedom to Vote Act. Now, here's what he had to say about getting rid of the filibuster. Sadly, the United States Senate, designed to be the world's greatest deliberative body, has been rendered a shell of its former self. Gives me no satisfaction in saying that as an institutionalist, as a man who was honored to serve in the Senate. But as an institutionalist, I believe that the threat to our democracy is so grave that we must find a way to pass these voting rights bills. Debate them. Vote. Let the majority prevail. And if that bare minimum is blocked, we have no option but to change the Senate rules, including getting rid of the filibuster for this. It don't seem wild that in 2022 we're we fighting for voting rights. Well, it's not the even, Republicans. Well, it's not just the Republicans. You know, yesterday Biden said he, he's tired of being quiet. You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't see how you can say that if you're still being quiet on the people in your party party who are hesitant on getting rid of the filibuster. Well, if the Republicans don't want to vote for voting rights and you got to get rid of the filibuster to pass voting rights, why is it Joe Manchin? Why is it Kristen Sinema, Mark Kelly, Chris Coons, John Tester, Democrats? All of those folks who, who are Democrats that, are, that don't want to get rid of the filibuster for us to have voting rights, call them out. Just don't call out Republicans. Well, Joe Biden said he's been having quiet conversations with members of Congress for the last two months, but he's tired of being quiet. So <laughs> behind the scenes, that's what they do. They try to compromise with these senators to try to get bills passed, but now he's tired of being quiet and if you're going to give a speech and you're going to call out Republicans for not uh, wanting to pass voting rights and not wanting to vote for the John Lewis Voting Act, then call out the Democrats who don't want to get rid of the filibuster now, so you can pass about voting rights. How do you want to be remembered when it comes to voting rights? Do you want to be the side, the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide to defend our elections. Who is he talking to? Is that in reference to Republicans or is that in reference to the Democrats in this party who don't want to get rid of the filibuster so they can pass, pass some type of voting rights? Who is he talking wow. to? I think he's talking to anybody who's not for voting rights. Well, our good brother Bakari Sellers was on this morning. He was on CNN yesterday. He called out those Democrats by name and said that they would, they would be on the side of segregationists. Yeah, That's like, what you should do. Like, this ain't... this. It seems wild that they play with our voting rights. They're like, yeah, 
It, like you're talking about, yeah, we need to negotiate. What are we bartering? Hey, we're gonna give you Super Bowl tickets if you vote that way. Like that don't seem wild. <laughs> they don't care if y'all don't vote, that seem man. Wild? Just, just like all those passes, salute to all those passes out there that's you know uh, on a on a hunger strike right now until they pass voting rights. They don't care if y'all eat, and they don't care if black eat. people vote. Yeah, y'all better go eat. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Phone lines are wide open. Talk to us, all right? 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call, call you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Yo, big chocolate to toe sucker. It's toe time. Oh, How's everybody? I thought we left you in 2021, bro. I tried yeah, to. I'm back, brother. I'm back. So listen, two things right now. Charlemagne, you're lying to everybody. Sure. I know that you're going to be at the Cowboys game this weekend, right? As a cheerleader shaking your crusty butt again, right? <laughs> hey, if that's what butt. I need to do to get my team a victory, I'm there, baby. As long as that yeah, gas is gone. Martin Luther King Day coming up, right? So I want to do my impression for everybody. No, oh, thank you. Oh, my God, no. today that I could kiss Angela E's chubby cheeks sometime next week. I had a dream. I don't know what if do chubby think? cheeks is a compliment once you pass the age of three, bro. <laughs> I've always had chubby cheeks. Take, take I care, all right? That. Goodbye, man. Hello, who's this? This is Daniel. Daniel, good morning. Get it off your chest. Oh, yeah, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. I was just calling to tell you, how about them Cowboys this season, man? Come on, man. We got the 49ers this weekend, baby. We're going we gonna to win that one easy. All we got to do is put digs on Debo, shut down they run. Easy win. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been, I'm only 21 years old. My dad put me on the Cowboys, you know, before I even came out the womb. But, but damn, it's been, it's been hard these years. And I just want to say one thing, too. Des Bryant caught the damn ball. They screwed us with Super Bowl <laughs> Damn, you a 24-year-old Cowboy fan, so you ain't even get to live the glory years in the years. 90s. He said, it's been a struggle. You're only 24, bro. Yeah, but that's because he's never seen a winning season. Well, he's probably he's seen a winning season with the Cowboys, but you ain't never seen him 90s era when we was winning no, Super I'm Bowls 20, and stuff. I'm 21. I'm 21. Oh, my God. Yeah, no struggle. No, it was a struggle. For, if you're a 21-year-old Cowboys fan, it's been a struggle. Yes. Yeah, it's, a struggle. it's been a struggle. Goodbye. Also, too, I just want to say thank y'all for everything. I listen to y'all every morning. Uh, you know, get up every morning, go to work, and, you know, just try to get up and go do some things and get my life started, and y'all really help me out by it. Appreciate you, King. Thank right, you, brother. brother. Have a good one. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Super from 850. Good what? morning and Happy New Year. Happy Super New from Year. what? 850, 850, Tallahassee. Okay. okay. All right, what's, what's happening? Up, get off your chest. I just want to say I really love my girl, y'all. Hey, we really love, love that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. That's, That's the really only way, brother. Sure. You just woke up feeling that way? Or you? What ha- Did something particular oh, no, happen? I love it. It's just... Nah, I just, you know, it's, it's, I still feel it. Like, it's new. That's dope. That's, That's how it's supposed to be like that. Right. No, nah, but yeah, like, I know you, like, you mostly in Brooklyn, and your man is back in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do y'all do to, like, you know, keep it, you know, keep it lively in the meantime, since y'all are away from each other so much? Um, what do I do? I mean... Anything, like, extra that is outside the obvious stuff, you know, like... <laughs> I know you know what I'm gonna be honest it works for me cause I'm so busy all the time so even being right. here is like I'm always working so but yeah everything's chill I like things to be nice and smooth and easy like you know not arguing a lot so that's what's good for me definitely that part and then and just feeling like you trust somebody I got that can't complain why you have a long distance relationship 
Yeah, right now she lives in Pasadena on the West Coast, and I work in the road mostly on the East Coast. So, so what do you guys do? We're making it. She works from home in tech, and I do what it takes. I'm no, I mean, what do you day. guys do to keep it like you know to stay uh, how much you love her all the time? Oh, uh, without outside of just telling her, she knows that. But we travel like crazy. Facetime, like, Skype, everything else you need to I don't do. Know why she don't like Facetime that much? But we talk, we text. But I ain't gonna lie, I can't. Put a link up. I can't stand surprise Facetimes from people. I, last night what? I was doing man though. No? What happened? Not even your man though. No? Because sometimes you just don't be ready. Like you don't just want to be on Facetime all the time. I don't. Um, yeah, you need authorization for this. Yeah, like give me a little heads up. Like I'm about to FaceTime you. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, have a good one. Yeah, you can yeah, be on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. You ain't say your girl's name, though. Oh, I love you, Jazz, and I will see you next week. There you go. All, All right, right brother. We love you, Jazz. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Demetrius. Demetrius, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, I messed around and missed my mother's birthday yesterday. Ooh, ouch. Mm -mm -mm. How did you do that? Yeah, um, I'm a trucker. I've worked 15 hours yesterday and I've been dressed out with, you know, everything else that's going on. Bro, that's your mom, though. That ain't like a friend, a cousin. That's the womb you came out of. God I damn. I ain't go front. I almost did that, too. But I almost did that because I was like, you know what? I'll call my mom Later. when I'm with the kids <laughs> so the kids <laughs> can say happy birthday. And then the kids wind up calling, and I almost forgot. That happened to me before. I feel like that's a different phone call, though. I feel like when you the child, you got to make your call, and then you let the grandkids yeah. make their call. So now what? How do you make up for that? That's what I'm trying to figure out now. Can I call her now? Yes, no, you better. Now. You still didn't call her? Okay. You know, I, I texted her this morning, but, you know. You texted her? Oh, like my gosh, sir. What time, what time your mom? What are you what doing? She is she married? I'm, she's, I'm, she's still with no, your pops? She's not married. No, no, no. They've been divorced since 1999. Oh, you may not want to interrupt it, and they might still be sleeping in from a long, passionate oh. night. Listen, Stop you better it. go and get on Uber Eats or DoorDash and send her some food and breakfast and a cake and all of that right now, so when she get up, it's there. You want to call her right now with us on the line? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna call her right now. Are call, you sure? Don't call, do that, bro. Call on no, don't call she, on three way. That's she disrespectful. Up. She, she, she up. She, 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 she listened to the I Breakfast Club. I texted her this morning. So call yeah, her. I texted her this morning. All right, hold on one second. I'm gonna call her right now. Go ahead, man. You're gonna regret this. No, he's not. I'm gonna make sure he does. No, you better stop. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, maybe not. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Uh, built for you. What? Built for you. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> She's from the islands, man. Built for you? <laughs> what <laughs> islands? No, uh, no, Dilcia, D-Y-L-C-I-A. Oh, Dilcia. Dilcia. Oh, Dilcia. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah more second. I'm calling her right now. All right, come on, hurry up. Automated voice messages. Damn, your mom sent you the oh voice message. Oh my gosh. Mail. Damn it, man. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages. <laughs> Leave your mom alone right now, okay? She up having breakfast and mm. Hello? We lost him. Damn it, man. Well, happy birthday, uh, Delicia. Uh, your son don't love you like that. He loves her. I'm just messing with you. Hey, but I'll tell you one thing, though, man. We live in a time, man, where you can't be too busy to call the people that you love, especially your all. parents. Not at all. All right.
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and two men have been taken into police custody in connection with the shooting death of Young Dolph in Memphis, Tennessee. And we'll give you some details. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. No, 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 no. Well, Britney Spears' sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, is going to be on Good Morning America today. And they have posted a little bit of a preview of what you can expect as she gets tearful. Um, I love my sister. But um, things have gotten complicated. I guess so. Jamie Lynn Spears. What has caused this rift between you? The exclusive. The book title is Things I Should Have Said. What do you regret not saying? All right, so she does have a book to promote, Things I Should Have Said. Now, Britney Spears posted, Shall I Start from the Beginning? So people feel like that is in response to this interview that's going to be happening this morning. And on Good Morning America, they posted that clip and said, What does she want you to know about her family and her life? Watch the new ABC exclusive tomorrow morning only on ABC's Good Morning America. Britney going to be butt-naked on the ground by 5 p.m. West Coast time, unbothered. Yeah, I was going to say that. Okay. Didn't she just post a, a picture naked, butt-ass naked? Yeah, she's done a few. All right, now Fat Joe has started a relief fund for those people who have been affected by the deadly Bronx fire, which left at least 17 people dead. He's working with the New York City Mayor's Fund to launch the fundraiser, and he's gotten contributions from Jay-Z and DJ Khaled. He's also tapping into other celebrities in the uh, realm of music, sports, entertainment, and business network to provide further aid for the victims of the fire. I'm definitely donating to that one. I've seen a lot of different links going around. I didn't know, uh, you know which one to donate to because I honestly didn't know the organizations and know the people but since I know Fat Joe I'm going to donate to that one yeah I'm going to post it I'm going to donate to Fat Joe too yes, shout out to Joey Crack and iHeart has one as well too by the way that they're giving all the proceeds are going directly to the victims and their families don't know if I trust that organization all right now Nas <laughs> we told you about the NFT that he announced when he was teaming up with a blockchain powered platform called Royal you'll be able to obtain streaming royalty rights to his King's Disease and King's Disease 2 tracks Ultra Black and Rare so that NFT project dropped uh, Monday and they said the website ended up crashing when the NFTs became open to the public so people were posting this Nas NFT was like a sneaker drop so the website is still was, was yesterday still down for maintenance and yeah, so people really want that NFT. In addition to that, uh, Pete Rock is suing Nas over royalties from Illmatic. He says that he hasn't been paid a cent in royalties for working on that Illmatic album. He told Page Six that they're gearing up to sue finally. They said he has uh, writing credits and uh, the only single on that LP to go gold was The World Is Yours. So now he's owed millions of dollars. Uh, Pete Rock told Page Six, Nods and his people have stonewalled me since 1994. My New Year's resolution is to be compensated for my hard work on Illmatic. I mean, yeah, 30 but, years, damn. But, but would it be Nods, though? Would that, wouldn't that be the publishing company, maybe, or the record label? Well, he said Nods and his people. Yeah, so, wonder, and I'm sure if you reach out to Nas, he can tell them, like, yo, y'all got to take care of this. I wonder if Nas even made any money off Illmatic and royalties. I just I just think when I hear that that first time, I always think of uh, search, Searchlight, remember? Yeah, Searchlight Publishing. Searchlight Publishing. I, I know I thought, who I paid, God, Searchlight Publishing. I thought MC Search owned the majority of that. I don't know. All right, well, know, they yeah. said that track is the, most, is the song most sampled by hip-hop artists from Nas's whole catalog. According to insiders, it's been sampled by Jay Z, Eminem, Rick mm -hmm. Ross, Lil Wayne, and Mac Miller as well. One of Pete Rock got paid from uh, the Dead President song. He had to, right? Since they sampled it. 
Uh, I mean, he just hasn't mm-hmm. gotten his royalties. So I'm not. No, no, saying- I'm talking about from Jay Z. Jay Z dead president. So I wonder if P. Rock got paid from that. He should because they sampled him out for presidents to represent me. Yeah, but if he don't own the publishing, then he didn't get it. Oh, got you. All right, now Young Dolph, the two men that have been accused of his murder have been taken into police custody in connection with that shooting death. Justin Johnson, who is 23, was captured yesterday afternoon. And that's nearly a week after law enforcement announced he was wanted by police with connection to that. And so there are a number of alleged charges, including first-degree murder, criminal attempted first-degree murder, and property theft. A second suspect was indicted by a grand jury yesterday on first-degree murder charges in the shooting death of young Dolph as well, Cornelius Smith, who's 32. He was indicted on additional charges of attempted first-degree murder, convicted felon in possession of a firearm, employment of a firearm in the commission of a dangerous felony, and property theft, and he is being held without bond. Man, sending healing energy to the family of Young Dolph. Um, I'm glad they got him. Wish it never happened, but glad they got him. Black man is dead. Two black men going to prison for the rest of their life. For what? All right, now, Drake is ignoring these rumors that have been spreading about him. I first saw this on Media Takeout a few days ago. But there is a woman that is claiming that uh, she's suing Drake because he put hot sauce in a condom. <laughs> now, according to the story, they were at a party. They had a romantic encounter. And after the party, they went back to his hotel. They smoked weed. He asked if she wanted to have sex. She said he was very intent on ensuring things were consensual. They had a bit of foreplay. He rubbed on her and uh, she said a lot of things he's seven inches this this and that and then she said uh, he mostly did it from the back and eventually came anyway eventually there was a condom he went to the bathroom and then immediate immediately after he went to go dispose of the condom in the bathroom she went in there untied the condom out of the trash and put it inside her and there was hot sauce in the condom well, that's what she gets if this story is allegedly oh, come true. Come on, this sounds so but fake. If it is true, so why are we reporting it? Yeah. Well, because Drake then posted after all this because it was a story that went viral. And this is the rumor report. So we're talking about things that has been happening because a lot of people were talking about it on social media. And he posted, you can have your 15 minutes of fame. I'll take the other 23 hours and 45 minutes. I, I wish Drake didn't even respond to it. And I think it's ridiculous to even report those kind of stories. I know why folks do them, because it's entertaining and nobody cares about the truth and the lies more entertaining. But it's just silly to even, you know, talk about things like that. And I really wish people like Drake didn't even reply, because when they reply, they, then they make it a story. Even well, yeah, because I saw this story days ago. And then when he replied, now we're like, okay. That's right. Now you now you give bigger outlets Kind of a the license kind of a funny to run story, with though. that nonsense. Like, man. But it is funny. This is kind of a funny Ignore story. it, man. Nobody <laughs> cares about the truth and the lies more entertaining, but some things don't deserve no attention and no energy. All right. Now, Star Jones is going to be replacing Judge Faith Jenkins next season, and that's going to be on Divorce Court, which, by the way, is television's longest-running court show, just a FYI. And so Star Jones is excited about that. She said, as a fan of television's longest-running court show, I was honored to be considered to take over the Divorce Court TV bench following in the footsteps of three incredible women, Judge Maybelline, Judge Lynn Toller, and Judge Faith Jenkins. So congratulations to her. And I know Judge Faith Jenkins has her own show that is set to debut as well. Yeah, it's called Killer Relationship with Faith Jenkins. It actually debuts uh, this Sunday. I guess she's really going all in on the relationship space. She put out her book, Sis Don't Settle. <laughs> you know, and this book is called Killer Relationship with Faith Jenkins. This this a uh, TV show. 
on right, oxygen. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about Dr. Fauci and what he has to say uh, to two Republicans who are making his life really difficult and threatening having uh, people threaten his family. All right. And also next hour, Bakari Sellers will be joining us, of course. He's a CNN political commentator. He has a new book called Who Are Your People? And we're going to talk with him next, all right? Well, after front page news, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You're checking out The Breakfast Club. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. It's all fun and games till someone screenshots your message. Say goodbye to Morning After Guilt with that chat. This new encrypted social platform can help you stay truly private. No screenshots, recordings, or leaked messages. Get that chat for iPhone and Android at the App Store or... Find it at datchat.com forward slash envy. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now some quick sports. The Giants fired their head coach, Joe Judge. After two seasons, he was 10 and 23 in his two years. The Giants need to fire themselves. All right. Whole team. Bye. You you would know your team sucked for years. Excuse me? I don't know anything about the past. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about the present. Let's enjoy the moment. We in the playoffs this weekend. Mm -hmm. What your team doing? Oh, and we won the NFC East. 6-0 in the NFC East, by the way. Clean sweep. How many times we beat y'all this year? Twice. Why are you talking about the past? You just said let's put focus on the future. Okay. Okay. All right. What else we got, Yeezy? All right. Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci has issues with two Republican senators, and they had some tense exchanges during a hearing yesterday. Uh, Senators Rand Paul and Roger Marshall, they came in a hearing on the federal response to the Omicron variant of COVID-19. And there's a lot of scrutiny right now about what is being said by the nation's experts. And here is what Dr. Fauci had to say about Rand Paul attacking him. He was accusing me of being responsible for the death of five, four to five million people. There are two reasons why that's really bad. The first is it distracts from what we're all trying to do here today is get our arms around the epidemic and the pandemic that we're dealing with. Number two, what happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there and I have life threats upon my life, harassment of my family because people are lying about me. Yeah, there's a lot of edited clips going around, a lot of conspiracy theories that people are spreading and trying to encourage people not to listen to public health experts. We all know that this uh, this virus is changing every day. And so there's a lot of different variants, mutations and things happening. And so we're trying to keep up. I know I don't listen to people on social media. I will pay attention more to what experts have to say and do what's best for me and people around me uh, from the information that we have. Now, Can't even trust that anymore, though. Here's what Dr. Fauci had to say as far as Rand Paul raising money by trying to uh, come at him. So go to Rand Paul website and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. So the you only have thing politically that, the only attacked thing that your can, colleagues uh, and in a politically reprehensible the only way thing attacked their reputations. Okay, you won't we, defend it. No, you won't well, argue it. I'm You'll just simply turn around the attack. We're going to continue this hearing. Yeah. We have a number of questions. Yeah, that's nuts to blame uh, Dr. Fauci for the deaths of millions. Has he given out information that has changed over time and, and you know, proven 
proven to be wrong later. Yes, but so is the CDC director, so have elected officials, so have folks on social media. Everyone was doing the best they could with the information they was presented at the time. But you can't blame him for millions being killed. All right. And one thing that Dr. Fauci did say, those who have been vaccinated and boosted would get exposed. Some, maybe a lot of them will get infected, but will very likely, with some exceptions, do reasonably well in the sense of not having hospitalization and death. And that's really what it comes down to. Right. Trying to protect yourself with whatever we have right now as best as you can. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, Bakari Sellers will be joining us. Uh, He has a new book, a new children's book called Who Are Your People? Mm. And we're going to talk to him next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. Bakari Sellers. What's going on? I'm glad to be back, man. Man, I'm, happy to see you, bro. It's been too long. To see you, and then, and then you started talking to me about a vasectomy. All right, well, you got all them kids. <laughs> well, we had a whole discussion about vasectomies last week because Envy, you got what, five now? I got six, bro. Six. I got four. My wife wants me to get a vasectomy. I'm getting one. I'm not opposed to it. I was actually, we were talking about a uh, dude on Fox News was saying how if you get a vasectomy, you're less than a man. And I hope that these men get, you know, a free uh, box set of Harry Potter when they go in for their snip and some <laughs> Soylent and whatever else they like to do with their free time. Uh, it does make you less of a man. I'm sorry. No, definitely not. No, I, I got my, we had twins. And then you're real fertile after you have twins. My wife's going to kill me, but whatever. So then we had a, she got pregnant again, mm-hmm. and she had a miscarriage. And her first pregnancy, I wrote about it in my first book, she almost died. Mm-hmm. Like, she lost not seven units of blood. We went mm-hmm. through all of this. She was in ICU, and I was like, we're not doing this no more. Um, and so I went in in March. I went, laid up, got snipped, took them volumes. And they, you know. It's you said me- you were awake the whole time. You were awake the whole if time. If you said it like that, I would have been like, okay. But then he started telling me, I said, well, what's the procedure? It was like, they, well, they cut under your balls. They cut the, they cut the backside of your balls, <laughs> and then they, it's like, you can smell it because they got to they gotta burn it back together. Uh, so mm-hmm. they burn your balls. So then I, I made my wife come in because I was like, this is what I'm going through. I want you to see <laughs> what I'm going through and smell it. And it's just like, you can smell the, uh, this is hell coming on here for a children's book. This is how we start. But you can smell the, uh, you can smell like the, the burning, the burning. Like flesh. the burning flesh. Right. So do they do they like basically put anesthesia, like local anesthesia? I think they may. I don't. But you don't. They, you don't feel. Yeah, they, you don't feel none of that. I mean, you you take one volume bef- volume before you like leave the house, and mm-hmm. so by the time you get there, you just high as a kite. High as a kite. I'm, I'm doing it. And I'm then you put. My cable. Then you just sit there and you just watch basketball and you put frozen peas on your balls and. How long you got to be down for? Like two days. I milked it probably by about four days. Mm-hmm. Four days. <laughs> My wife didn't know. I was I like, said, I, told you, I said, Charlemagne, we should go together. We're not doing it. On the show, I, no, I don't. That's that's weird. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him giving me a fake ass ain't weird. That's uh, weird. Eh. The only thing I only thing I was wondering does it uh, does it mess up your ejaculation? Does the ejaculation? Well, no, you gotta. So what you have to do is you have to you have to ejaculate twenty times. <laughs> what you mean? So that so Good they luck. have to clear out they have to clear out your your sperm. What? So yeah, so after you after you have the surgery, mm-hmm. you have to ejaculate twenty times. So for Charlemagne, for Charlemagne, Charlemagne, that's three days. That's three days. No, it's not. I'm forty three years old. You know how long it take me to twenty times? Too so much. you have to do that. You have to do that twenty times. No sex with your hand. Beat and then and then you go back in and they they check it and test it and see if your swimmer still swim. Well, are you who are your the people? Truth? A lot of you not. I ain't never heard that one. I've been that. Google, Google it. Somebody Nobody Google said it. Anything about twenty times. You have to, yeah. You have because you have to clear out. You have to clear out everything. Really? Yeah. That's the only way they can tell if it works. 20 times. 
I did not know. <laughs> I ain't got that in me. I'm telling you right now. How long did it take for 20 of them, though? Probably about four or five days, six days. Goodness four or five days. So that's like three a day. Three and a half, depending if I'm You're still young, Bacar. How old are you? 37. I was yeah. 35 at the time. <laughs> I ain't got that in me. <laughs> I didn't want to go to sleep. I got 20. It's going to take me 20 days. Well, these guys here are not your people, but who are your people? Let's talk about that. <laughs> the new book. Oh, I got you one, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The new book from the New York Times, best-selling author of My Vanishing Country, Who Are Your People? A children's That's right, book. man. Yeah. No, I'm happy to write. I mean, I was tired of, and you probably get this too. Both of y'all get this, but mm -hmm. you have your kids and they're reading books and they're seeing movies with like yellow people or blue people mm -hmm. or purple people. And I wanted people to be able to see brown people in the imagery. I got, you know, Martin King and and Stacey Abrams and Kamala Harris in the clouds. And that's, we have imagery from February 1st, 1960 from the sit-in movement and just showing, because when in the Why South- you made Stacey and Kamala ancestors already, man? Well, I mean, I just want- How <laughs> <laughs> you go from Martin to Stacey and Kamala? Man, I wanted people to be able to see them and dream that they could be them too. Got you. And so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good book. It's a beautiful book. And I hope that people see themselves in it. So that's why, and I've always wanted to write children's book. And you know, down South, the first question people ask you is, who are your people? Who are your people? I mean, right that's up. how they know what type of stock right. you come from, who your mama, who your daddy. That's right. And so that's that's just where we are. So it's a, it, hopefully it does well. It should do well. It's out It's out uh, today. That is a great question, though. Who are your people? And, you know, it does really affect you so much. Like, I feel like the conversation people had around Black Panther, right, for kids in particular was important. You know, just because you get to see, like, we are uh, smart, intelligent, technology, uh, it's like know, what's the name of that movie? Encanto, Encanto. Y'all know that new Encanto, the new Disney movie. I E N C A N T. Y'all ain't watched. Nah, it's dope, but it's 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 it has that imagery of young black and brown boys and girls on the screen. And so when you have you know curly hair, when you have brown skin, you see yourself in that imagery. And like Black Panther, that. I mean, it's so important to have these conversations in this level of representation. So, and oh, I'm bugging! I did see that with the with the person, uh, the little character with the curly yes, hair. Yes, man, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the number yeah, one movie yeah, in the yeah. world. I'm my, my kids watch that over the holidays. Yeah, I was like, it's the number one movie <laughs> in the world. Like, what, what are y'all watching it now? Yes, but you're right. Even with imagery, because I was in, I was saying this the other day. I was in Memphis, and I was at this um, at Choices. That's where they do a lot of stuff for women's reproductive care. Oh, that's what's up. And a lot of times, when you see things on the wall at the doctor you don't see brown people. Like, you don't see that. It's just the standard has always been you see white people doing things and you see those images of this is how you do, you know, whatever type of procedure you're doing. And so it is so different when you can see it reflected on you. It feels like, okay, there's a connection here. And, you know, at the end of the book, we talk about, like, what do you, how are you going to change the world? And I have a picture of my little... So the, the imagery is based off my little girl, Sadie and Stokely. Mm -hmm. And the last... On the, at the back of the book, you have... Uh, you know, Sadie is uh, is president of the United States mm -hmm. and Stokely is an astronaut. Right. And we just try to throw a lot of those narratives on their head. That's supposed to be me. Um, <laughs> kind of handsome. Like, I, I put myself on the front of the book. But shout out to Reggie Brown, who was the illustrator. Because we just wanted... I mean, look, I, I wanted black folk to be able to be proud of something. And when white folk read it, white kids read it, they'll be able to have a sense of, you know, compassion, understanding, and empathy. But right now, we just got to keep it on the shelves because there's going to be a push to... You know, like with critical race theory mm -hmm. and everything else, there's going to be a push to, to take all this stuff off the shelves. Why do you think there's such an active movement to remove uh, b black history? history? Most importantly, the sins of this country. I mean, I think people are scared. I think that whenever you teach people their, their history, whenever you teach them to struggle, whenever you teach them their strength, their triumphs, people get scared of what you can become. Mm -hmm. You know how much stronger you'll be if you know from where you come? I mean, mm -hmm. if you know the legacy and history of kings and queens, mm -hmm. if you know the history of uh, the true history of somebody like Sidney Poitier 
um, who was not just a, a actor, but he was a race man. I, mm-hmm. I had a picture up the other day on my um, on my Twitter where Sidney Poitier and Harry, Harry Belafonte were a lot like Jay Z and Beyonce were today, mm-hmm. and that when people went and protested and got arrested, Sidney mm-hmm. and Harry were the people who bailed him out of jail. And so my dad, uh, Willie Ricks, um, John Lewis, and others were protesting the South African embassy up here. And, um, Cleveland, in New York, Sellers, Cleveland Sellers. Cleveland Sellers. Yeah, OG, what's up? Daddy listening to the Breakfast Club this morning. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they ain't had no money to get out of jail. Their parents, mm-hmm. so Sidney Poitier and, and Harry Belafonte came to get them. But it was this community. And the more we know about our history, the better off we'll be. All right, we got more with Bakari Sellers when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Bakari Sellers. Of course, he has a new children's book out right now called Who Are Your People? In the book, in one of the cloud scenes, I guess you could say, you had Kamala Harris. So if you had to give her a grade right now, what would you give her? No, I think that Kamala, Kamala gets a solid a solid B- minus right now. Why B-? minus? Because I think there's so much more that she could do. One of the, the, the tragedies of the first year, and it's just been a year, mm-hmm. has been that she's been a prisoner of Washington, D.C. And she's been a prisoner of the press, and she's not out in these streets. I want Kamala in Jackson, Mississippi, and Birmingham. I want her in Baton Rouge and Charleston. I want her in these places actually talking to real people. And a lot of times when you're in Washington, D.C., when you get elected, when you get to those offices, you, you lose touch of who you are. And I think she's a really dope person. I think she's a great talent. But I think the more you get into Washington, the more that cancer grows on you. And she got to be willing to shake that. Are you saying you can lose your soul? In you can lose yourself. Mm. I don't know if you lose your soul, mm-hmm. but you can definitely lose yourself in D.C. And she has to just go out and regain her swag a little bit. And I think that a lot of that has to do with COVID, but a lot of it has to also do with the people around her letting her go and, and do well. I think they all get a B minus or so. Think Joe Biden as well? For me, there's so much. he promised us a lot when he was on that, that campaign trip. And you haven't gotten the shit that he promised you, right? Nothing. And so that's, that's a lot of the. So for me, it's like voting rights, criminal justice reform, all of these things. Joe Floyd Policing Act. I mean, but look, we understand. And you also, you can't, you can't talk about that without saying what you've given us. We understand the COVID relief package. We understand transportation, but that don't mean that I sent Charlemagne a, a, a text the other day. Man, the price of whiting, flounder, <laughs> at the Piggly Wiggly has all gone up. Yeah, we that's, just talked about that earlier. Definitely went up a few dollars. Definitely, definitely went up a few I dollars. I talked about that in the juice bar. The, the, the prices of fruit and, and vegetables are, are shooting up. And not just that, but also the supplies. We're talking about good fried white in here. Y'all go talk about the juice stuff. bar. I was like, yeah. 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 juice bar. <laughs> we're talking about, pig, we're talking about Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Liver, liver pudding has gone up, Envy. You got to do your fruit too. But you know, everybody is trying to be healthier, right? No, no doubt. Right now. First, but, but, and then you have to transfer those. I was going to say, can we, that No, no, no. no. I was, first of all, let's have, can we have a conversation about eating healthy though? And why is it so expensive? Because, <laughs> like, you know, because, well, like, you can go right now and get, like, a pound of sugar and 10 packs. It's 10 packs for a dollar of Kool-Aid, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and you can get bologna, bread, all of this stuff. And that that is cheap, right? Cool. That's affordable. Compared to everything else, yes. But you go to, somebody talking about you go to Whole Foods. I didn't have a Whole Foods within 100 well, miles. Whole Foods is different, though, because I do feel, because that's organic, and they do make you pay a lot more for things that are organic. But I will say, you can buy fruits and vegetables and have those things in your home if you want to make smoothies. You can make a whole week's worth of smoothies going to the supermarket. You know, you know what would be dope if you did? And I think, and I'm not, I, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, because I think it actually would be very valuable. If you or somebody else would just, teach people how to eat healthy on their means mm-hmm. because that's the most difficult mm-hmm. thing to do because mm-hmm. you walk into these stores and you have all these processed foods and everything else mm-hmm. and we like man i don't even know how to how am i supposed to eat healthy right how am i supposed to eat healthy with a budget of 15 dollars mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
this White House is not understanding how bad people are hurting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's translating into people robbing you. That's right. And that's translating into people coming. And I was talking to Wax, and Wax, Wax was poetic. And he said that, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He is. He always Why is. Why did you say I'm talking about people robbing you? And then you said I was talking to Wax. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting to his point. Oh, okay. I was getting there. I was getting there. And Wax, said, and Wax said, right now, you don't even have to be rich for somebody to rob you. That's right. You just have to have more than they have. That's Correct. right. And I was like, Langston, mother that's you. Right. Right. Yeah, but that's, that's so true. That's people right. are people are hungry, and it manifests itself in other ways. And I'm not sure this White House understands that pain. And by keep telling folk what they can't do, like we can't pass voting rights because of Joe Manchin or Chris, Kirsten Cinema, or we can't pass police reform because of such and such, then it just why why are we doing this? Why do you, why are we voting? And they're going to realize that in 2022, it's going to be a harsh reality. I was wondering about the filibuster because everybody's talking about get rid of the filibuster, get rid of it. We need to do away with it. But then the Democrats will use it when the Republicans are the ones. So what do you think about the filibuster? The filibuster is a relic of a racist past, mm-hmm. and the filibuster was used so that we wouldn't have the Voting Rights Act, Civil Rights Act, all of these other things. Um, and for Joe Manchin, John Tester. Uh, Mark Warner is okay with it now. Kirsten Cinema to be using this to prevent us from getting voting rights is it, it is what it sounds like. So how do you get rid of it? You no, can't. you don't. And in fact, I'm not even asking them to get rid of it. I'm just asking them to narrow it so that we can pass voting rights. Mm-hmm. That's I'm mean, literally asking you to do one thing. And why am I asking you to do that one thing? When Mitch McConnell was leader of the Senate, he got rid of it and he he appointed three Supreme Court justices just to narrow it down for that. Mm-hmm. So why can't we use it to ensure we have access to the ballot box? Because as Charlemagne said poetically, that if we don't pass voting rights, then that's you, we're going. Democrats will be doomed for the decade to come. You know, you were one of the first people in mainstream media who called out Joe Manchin and uh, Kirsten Cinema. You even gave out their numbers and told folks to call their offices. Yeah, they were mad at me about that. Why did you do that initially? Well, I mean, first of all, I was I was hot. I was thirty eight hot, as we say down south, because I had just come out with the family of Andrew Brown. Andrew Brown. Yeah. And we were in Elizabeth City. He'd been gunned down. I don't know if you all remember Andrew, but he, I mean, it's been so many, mm-hmm. but he was a young man when the police came to serve his warrant. He drove away, and the police shot him in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. The city of Elizabeth, Elizabeth City was on fire, mm-hmm. and it was the number one news story in the world for about 10 days. So every time me, Ben, and Harry Daniels, and, and Chantel and Chance would come out and do a press conference, they would break in national news. So you don't have that opportunity often. Where the whole we're, we're talking about twelve thirty, they're breaking into every show, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, everything. And I'm like, we need to pass. I'm tired of people sitting on their hands. We need to pass criminal justice reform. I said, call these people. And we broke the switchboard because that's the only way things get done. When you put pressure on folks, and I'm not actually sure how you pressure Joe Manchin. I mean, people want Kamala and, and Joe Biden to do more, and I get that. But Joe Manchin is the problem. Joe Manchin, I think you asked a good question. Like, is I didn't vote for Joe Manchin to be president of the United States, mm-hmm. but Joe Manchin is literally running the country right now. But it's, it's one of those situations where it's like, let me talk to your boss, right? Because uh, let, me, let me get and go even more man, with it. Don't have us both, man. I don't want to be behind you in line and getting into VP's let, office. Let me more, get more gutter with it. Pimps and holes. Oh, boy. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris need to control their holes. Oh, boy. Right? Well, let's talk about who are your people. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Okay, okay, let me ask another. Why are Democrats so afraid to call out other Democrats? That's, no, that's a problem. I think that one of the things you notice, and I think all of y'all will notice this, when Donald Trump was president of the United States, Republicans fell in line. There okay. was nobody else mm-hmm. going off the reservation to do anything. Mm-hmm. And we have that problem now. I mean, but, but like, why does, I mean, why does Joe Manchin want to be on the other side? Like, why does Joe Manchin not want to 
be on the side of democracy. I mean, people literally fought, and I, I write about it in his book. Mm-hmm. People fought and died for for voting rights, and he wants to be on the side against it. So he represents West Virginia, right? Correct. Yes. Do the people in West Virginia, are they like, this is our guy that represents us? Well, he's the only Democrat who can represent West Virginia. I mean, if he loses or whenever he goes his own way, there, will be, there won't be another Democrat that, that represents West Virginia. West Virginia is a... a, very, a but, but it's also very poor. Very poor. And so I think that we have to go in and we have to talk to these poor... Because I, I do believe now... I write about this in My Vanishing Country, my first book, that in Denmark we used to have this couple who would ride their uh, tractor to the grocery store. White couple. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you know, in the South people ride tractors and everything else to wherever they were going. Mm -hmm. And they were comfortable enough even in their poverty because they weren't black. So they always felt better than you, Mm -hmm. right? And so there is some that there is some level of race. However, I do think that if you have a message of of economic equity, et cetera, then poor white folk will even listen to you. There's mm-hmm. a certain there's a certain place y'all can meet in the middle. All right, we got more with Bakari Sellers when we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Whoa. Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Bakari Sellers. Now, he has a new children's book out called Who Are Your People? Now, Charlamagne? On Face the Nation, uh, they asked Vice President Kamala Harris about a question... Well, about something that you presented, and you said her portfolio of policy issues is trash. Kari Sellers said her portfolio is trash. You give someone a portfolio that is not meant for them to succeed. What did you mean by that? And did did she get upset? I listened to too much Breakfast Club. Oh, boy. I should have been better with my words. I was was telling the truth, though. Her Her portfolio leaves a lot to be desired in the fact that they gave her voting rights at the time when Joe Biden wasn't coming out against the filibuster. Mm-hmm. We know he's out against the filibuster now. And they gave her Im- immigration, which is the hardest thing to fix. Mm-hmm. And they just gave her these topics and then didn't give her any help or any. I did think it was trash. But was she mad? Um, she she didn't express that to me directly, but people around her mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. did. But I didn't. Feel, I told him I didn't feel like I was being dishonest. I wasn't going to back away from it. And I, I, I support her. I mean, I, I rock with her. I think she's a talent. I want to. I want her to do extremely well. I mean, I, I see a lot of she is the first African-American, first woman to be vice president of the United States. Mm-hmm. The vice presidency is meant to be an invisible job. Mm-hmm. So she's handicapped by the fact that there are a lot of things that we want her to do. She can't do. She can't go beyond the messaging of Joe Biden. And so because of that difficulty, she's supposed to be invisible. And then they cover her in a way. I mean, they never seen. How do you want the media to cover a black woman vice president? Oh, they mm-hmm. should cover her like. There is no other light. Mm-hmm. And so they're treating her with this. I mean, Angela gets it more so than anything. I mean, it, having this double, being a black woman in radio, having a number one show in the country, there is a double standard for the way that they treat you. Right. I, wish I was going to say, that, I, I do think a lot of sexism plays a role, even how they assess her and everything, mm-hmm. her responses to things. A lot of it, I feel like I'm like, all right, she's a black woman. So. And I think she has to, I mean, th- and what Charlemagne is saying, and th- this is what's, what would probably get me in trouble I think that and this is what I wanted Barack Obama to do too embrace your blackness more Mm -hmm. there is a theory in politics that I don't have to say I'm black because you can see I'm black Mm -hmm. and no people want to hear about your experience they want to they want to hear you talk about Mm -hmm. those trials and tribulations and I you know there's certain like Kamala you would want the vice president excuse me madam vice president to say you wouldn't treat me this way if I wasn't a black woman and go from there Um, but she is she's holding up you know, her, herself, and she's not, she's playing above that, which is cool, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Now, Bakari, as a dad, right, with everything going on with COVID and the restrictions about should the kids go to school, should they not go to school, should they be vaccinated, uh, what are your thoughts? Man, my uh, my kids need to go to school. I need them out up out the <laughs> up out the house. I mean, I I need mayors and like school districts, etc., to make sure that these schools got tests. So they can test their teachers, test the students. Absolutely. I need people to get vac- vaccinated if you're over five years old. I mean, kids need to go to school. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, that you. we're going to see in a decade how much the kids of this generation lost. It's affecting them. Right by up. not being in school. Absolutely. Right it's a lot. So they need to go to school. Absolutely. But also be careful. My wife got, uh, she had COVID not long ago. And that, that Omarion is real. Yeah. I mean, it knocked it, it knocked her <laughs> completely down. But how did she know that's what she had? Did she know it was? Because it's more like a bronchitis. Yeah. Okay. The other one it was more like a pneumonia. It affected your lungs. This was like a bronchitis. It kind of set in your chest. I'm not a doctor, so that might be not true. We had it. My whole house had it. Everybody. Me, wife, daughters, everybody. Everybody had it. So, yeah, man, go ahead and give. I mean, people are talking about, I don't want to take the vaccine, but they'll eat Taco Bell chicken wings. Man, go get the vaccine. But it is confusing, though. I mean, you even got when you got the CDC director out here hiring PR, talking about she got to work on her messaging because they know they've confused the American people. They have. It's very, it is very confusing. And now they got a new, va- they got a vaccine coming out just for uh, Omicron, Omicron in March. Well, they got. I mean, because you have different iterations in Cyprus, they just found the Omicron and Delta. Mm-hmm. Delta Cron. Delta Cron. They got Florina. It's too much, mm-hmm. man. I mean, are we ever going to get out the pandemic, Envy? No. We just got to have to learn to live with it. Yep. I mean, even when we listened to the guy from Pfizer this morning, he's like, we're realizing two boosters is not effective. No, two shots is not effective. Two boosters, two, two shots and a booster is not effective. He said two shots and a bu- booster is kind of effective. Kind of it's effective. Limited. It's limited. limited. Then you but might in, need a but in March, one. we got the one for you. It's then like, why, why did I just take all those shots? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on, like man. Man, give me all the shots, man. Look, I'm going to take them all. Really? Man, well, yeah. What about your kids? Yeah. My daughter's a little different because she's she had a liver transplant, so we got to actually have to see what works and what doesn't. So, mm-hmm. but you, line my boy up, my son gonna take him too. I mean, I, I just I trust science. I mean, I, science, but people think <clears throat> science is static, and like people think because what you say today about something scientific, it should not change. Mm-hmm. That's not the way science works. The more that they study it, the more it evolves, the more it changes, I and I think that's actually healthy. And so I'm going to listen to Fauci and the CDC, and I'm going to listen to all of those people, and I'm not going to listen to the people on Facebook. But is it studied enough? But, but now, hold, hold, real quick. Well, real quick. MRNA, mRNA has been studied for years. It's not new. Um, and so it's been studied for years. And I just think that, yes, there are adverse vaccina- uh, adverse reactions to vaccines, no doubt. However, you are, what we do know as a fact is you're more likely to die if you catch one of these viruses and you're not vaccinated. Well, some of the stuff that they've been saying on social media is starting to come true. On social media? The head of CDC, the CDC director, Dr. Wernowski, uh, Wiz- yeah. she said that 75% of all COVID deaths were because people had multiple diseases. The overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with. She said that on Good Morning America. But we they might not morning. have died if they didn't get COVID, right? Correct. What do you mean? Like, if you have an d- underlying condition, you would still be alive, except the COVID came into Maybe. You out, mixed we don't it. know. But that's what they always said. They said, are you, did you die of COVID or did you die because uh, you had underlying conditions? Comorbidity. Yeah, comorbidity. That's what she said. She said people But had- she was talking about unvaccinated people, though. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I mean... <laughs> no, I don't think she made a distinction. She just said 75% of all people who died of COVID died because of the word you just said. 
comorbidities. Comorbidity. Yeah. But, it, but the, the, the context matters because people who are unvaccinated with comorbidities, mm-hmm. yeah, you're more likely to die. I mean, there is a there is. I That's mean, why they were the first ones to be able to get vaccinated. Correct. If you have underlying conditions, y'all got to stop trying to make sense of these people who have already admitted that they don't make no sense. I don't. I mean, listen. I, <laughs> They've already admitted that they confuse people. But the problem, but, but the, the problem is that people, people, and people think that vaccines are for them. That's where people screwed this whole thing up. You Same getting a vaccine ain't for you. Who's it for? The people who uh, can't. Yeah. So you getting a vaccine is for my daughter, who is okay. immunocompromised. But why? Because even if he has a vaccine, he could catch it. No, but he's he can catch it. He could catch it and still pass but, it. But he's less it. likely to. That's what they said before. But it uh, like they talk, that, that's been disputed too. Will. No, that's what they killed Rachel Maddow for. What are y'all talking about? And the head of the CDC said herself. But it's less likely. You are less likely to transmit. That's not true. You're less likely to get they've it. They've already less admitted that's not true. They've admitted that's not true. That's not what she did. I talked about it this morning. I played it this morning. Seems like everybody who has the vaccine that I know has it. But there's mutations. With, are they living? They are living. So you, and well, I still pass it to your daughter. But the other thing is, and let's say let well, okay, well let's use a let's use a different example. Mm-hmm. You get the you don't you're not vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Right? Well, I'm just saying I'm not the person X <laughs> is not is not vaccinated. <laughs> they get sick as hell. They go to the hospital. They take up ICU beds, etc. That means when you have a heart attack. That means when you need a surgery, etc. That bed is now filled with somebody who didn't want to go get a vaccine. Correct. The vaccine actually lessens the chance, chance that you can transmit. But like I said, with kids, though, like it hasn't been tested <sighs> enough with young kids to make sure it doesn't affect their brain, affect growing parts, affect any of that, you know, for kids, young kids. Well, that's why I don't think, I mean, you can't get it under five. I mean, five, but five years old, six years old, seven, eight, nine, ten, those are I mean, they, but kids. they, I mean, they, they tested the efficacy of it. I mean, my, if my kids were five, they would get it. I wouldn't have any. I wouldn't have any any hesitation about it. These ICUs right now are filling up with, with children. Yeah. What about healthcare workers who don't want to get vaccinated? Um, your man got caught in a big lie. You saw that. You saw the CDC director shot that down yesterday. Judge Sotomayor. He said that there was a hundred thousand kids with COVID on respirators What's in hospitals. He didn't say I'm that. just saying. He did say that. He said in the hospital on yes. respirators. I played the clip in the fight. In the fi- I thought he just said sick. I didn't hear him say. He in said a hundred thousand kids were in the she hospital. Up, she he she said they were up. on respirators, and the CDC director said no. That's not. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in in serious condition, and uh, many on ventilators. But the number is not 100,000. It's roughly 3,500 in hospitals now. Yes, there are. are, And in fact, what I will say is, while pediatric hospitalizations are rising, they're still about 15-fold less than hospitalizations of our older age, age demographic. That was the head of the CDC correcting Judge Sotomayor. So who do you believe when you got Supreme Court? Oh, I was like, I was like, who is he talking about? He means Sotomayor. Sotomayor. I was You know where I'm from. I was like, what is he? Who is he talking about? But listen, my point is, when you got somebody on the Supreme Court saying that, and then the CDC director correcting them, I'm just saying. And by the way, I'm vaccinated. I'm just saying you have to understand why people are confused. I don't disagree. People are confused. I think the messaging around vaccines and COVID has been terrible. But I also think that we kind of dropped into a pandemic and people are trying to, I mean, it's something you haven't seen before. People are trying to figure out the best way to get out of it. And things are changing daily. Things are changing daily. The variant is changing. Mm-hmm. I just interviewed on my on my podcast, Dr. Italo uh, Brown out of, out of uh, Stanford, young cat, great doctor. And we talked about, it. I mean, science is evolving, but I do know one thing. I'm getting vaccinated, encouraging everybody around me to get vaccinated because I just want to live. Can we get back to why he's here? 
Oh. The book, ladies and gentlemen. Who are your people? <laughs> Man, we went out. We started off at vasectomies, went to the book. That's why this is a great conversation. <laughs> Make sure you pick oh it up. Gosh. I'm going to read it to the kids tonight. Please do. And I'm definitely taking this home and to the kids. I appreciate kid. you for joining us this morning. Who are your people out right now? Thank you, fell. Thank All you, right. guys. Thank you, Yee. Well, no it's problem. The Breakfast Club. It's Bakari Sellers. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, we did this story yesterday. A woman claimed that she found $300,000 in a duffel bag that Nellie lost. And here's the camera person talking to her about how Nellie only gave her $100. We, we up here at the bowling alley. She found Nellie's bag. It had $300,000 in it. And uh, uh, get what she do. She gave it back. She, what they give you? Tell her what they give you. They gave her $100. All right, now, according to Hot New Hip Hop, they said the duffel bag was left at Midtown Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia, but Nelly has already gone in the comments on the Neighborhood Talk to say it was super cap. I didn't lose ish. I don't know what bag or whose bag they talking about, but it damn sure wasn't mine. <laughs> That's why we have to stop making these silly-ass stories famous. Okay, people are saying and doing anything for attention. Everybody's stirring up waters to catch fish because they know people are just going to react with emotion. All right, now, Chris Brown, speaking of which, had posted a video of a first artificial sun that China allegedly launched. He wrote, China creates first artificial sun. We are so blessed to be living in a time where anything is possible. The sky isn't the limit. It's just the view. Now, it turns out that there wasn't an artificial sun in that video, which is people looking at a rocket launch. And there were similar rumors last year after another video went viral of an artificial sun that that was also proven to be a standard rocket as well. There were also some false reports that the artificial sun cost over $1 trillion and burns five times hotter than the sun. But all of that has been proven false as well. So what was How it? was it false? Like this, These stories are being reported. Like China calls it an artificial sun. It's a project that, that they're doing. It's not. It's a. It's a, like a nuclear fusion project or something like that. Yeah, something just to create power, like solar power. But it wasn't a sun in the sky. That's an artificial sun that costs a trillion dollars and burns five times hotter than the sun. None of that was. I true. don't know anything about the price, but China is the one who calls it an artificial sun. Yeah, but it's not what you think it is. It's not a real artificial sun in the sky, like it was being reported. So. You know, it's just so what exactly is fake, on. I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. It was a video of people looking in the sky like they were looking at an artificial sun, and it said China creates the first artificial sun. It costs a trillion dollars, mm-hmm. and it burns five times hotter than the sun. All of that was not real. There was no video of people outside looking up in the sky at a sun. It's not a sun in the sky. They just call it that because it creates solar power. So this new world record that they're reporting China's artificial sun broke uh, is not true. Well, they say it burned for 17 minutes at 126 million degrees Fahrenheit. That's not true. Is what so it was something in the sky, but just wasn't the sun. They just it wasn't in the sky. Because they're saying this is a new world record. Oh, it's not in the sky. And this is no, in the New York Post. It's, it's like in, in a factory where they're making it. It's oh. in the Smithsonian Magazine. Like it's <laughs> you said a factory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, lies. All right, now Taraji and Normani's hair got ruined. This would really annoy me. They were on Jimmy Fallon's new game show. That's my jam, and it's a segment called Slay It, Don't Spray It. And they weren't told that if they got something wrong uh, in the lyrics, that the water would spray from their mics. So imagine what that feels like. Listen to this. Love is so special and strong. Oh. <laughs> it's just water. You it's just. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> 
She said, that was not in my contract. I'm getting out. And then Normani was like, my leave out. And she posted, my heart was racing because baby was on the verge of that shrinkage. Different type of shrinkage. Mm-hmm. That's just the leave out. Shout out to Jimmy Fallon. If you ever go to uh, Universal Studios in Disney, they have a Jimmy Fallon ride. And the Roots actually do the instructions. Every time I go, I just love to see the Roots. They wrap the instructions of what to do, how to wear the seatbelt. I just always think that's dope. You love Jimmy Fallon's ride. Mm-hmm. Yo, shut up, man. What? I asked a question. Yes, I do. Okay. All okay. right, now E40 has ventured mm-hmm. into beer. Right. He now has a beer which is called E40 Cerveza. So that's Spanish for his rap name, E40. Cuarenta means 40. Cerveza means beer. And so he is now uh, diversifying his business portfolio with that. We already have his Earl Stevens Selections Wines, mm-hmm. which tastes pretty good. His Moscato, his Mango Scato, which I really like. His Red, his Chardonnay, his Tropiscato. But now he has beer. And Mark Wahlberg has launched a tequila. He says he plans to make it the number one tequila, Flecha Azul. There's five types. There's a Blanco, a Reposado, Añejo, Cristalino, and Extra Añejo. It's currently sold in California, Texas, Nevada, and Georgia. It's going to be nationwide later this year. So he said that it, it was a no-brainer for him. It's his drink of choice. All right. Uh, now, Jay-Z is calling out the feds, and that's because they held an inmate over leftover chicken. The guy's name is Valon Viles. He's serving a 20-year prison sentence for intent to, to distribute more than a ton of marijuana. He was convicted way back in 2007. Now, he reached out to Jay-Z's team at Team Rock to help him get a reduced sentence, but they're saying the feds won't budge because of some prison offenses. One of them is that he snuck some leftover chicken from the prison mess hall into his cell. That sounds wild. Doesn't that sound crazy? They said uh, he used a piece of his prison uniform as workout equipment. That was another issue. That's the reason why they aren't releasing him. He's 56. He's a model inmate. He's earned his GED. He has a mentally ill brother at home who needs a caretaker. His brother had been taking care. His mother had been taking care of his brother, but she died in 2020. And so now they're trying to get him to get time served and release him ASAP. Especially when you see people making all this money off legalized marijuana. Absolutely. And that's what he's in jail for. And he's been a model inmate now because he got some cold chicken from the mess hall into his cell. And because he was working out using his clothes. Yeah, so all the infractions, they they, they shouldn't have an infraction on him because he shouldn't be in there. Especially for bringing an extra piece of chicken or working out, you know, using this. Ah, that's stupid. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. And don't forget, uh, next hour, Ask Yee, so you can get on the phone right now, 800-585-1051. If you got some uh, questions for Yee, she'll help you out with all your relationship problems. But up next, donkey of the day. Who are you giving your donkey to? Oh, uh, man, we need a, a young woman named Sarah Beam to come to the front of the congregation. She's from Houston. Now, what do you think starts with K, ends with S, that would be in a trunk in Houston? Hmm? Hmm? We'll discuss four after the hour. We gonna play a game? Um, you can't even guess what was in the trunk. Begins with K, ends with S, and a trunk in Houston. We'll talk about it for after that. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Naomi McDuffie is a girl who knows exactly where she's going in life, but she's about to find out that nothing is what it seems. Tuesday on The CW from Ava DuVernay comes the can't-miss new series, Naomi. Don't believe everything you think and don't miss Naomi. Tuesday, 9, 8 central, only on The CW. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. 
Yeehaw. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Mm-hmm. I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny shit out his mouth. If you gotta say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. donk. Big donkey right there. <laughs> big donk. Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the Donkey of the Day, but like, I mean no harm. Donkey today for Wednesday, January 12th goes to a Houston woman named Sarah Beam. A salute to everybody who listens to us on 93.7 The Beat in Houston. Drop on the clues bomb for 93.7 The Beat in Houston. What up, H-Town? That's right. One time for my niece, Ashley, with two E's. What's happening? Mr. Rogers, Trey the truth. Mr. Rogers, Trey, what's happening? Now, uh, Houston, we have a problem. Uh-oh. Well, we don't really have a problem. I don't even know why folks say that. And they always say it when Houston has absolutely nothing to do with the situation. Not to mention, it's never a we, it's a you. Okay, and in this case, it's a you. And the U is Sarah Beam. Sarah Beam is a teacher at a high school called Cypress Falls, and she's been charged with endangering a child. But in this case, she endangered a child because she herself didn't want to be endangered. What are you talking about, Uncle Charlotte? Brother Lenard, did you just say she endangered a child because she didn't want to endanger herself? What are you saying? Have you gone mad? Well, you got to be here both sides. Let's go to the news report. The police department say... With a warrant in hand, deputies went into this Jersey Village home looking for Sarah Beam. The Cypher ISD 10th grade English teacher is wanted for felony child endangerment. When the kids come to my room, it's important for me to make it a comfortable environment where they want to be. But investigators with the Cypher ISD police department say she wasn't worried about her own son's comfort when he possibly came down with the coronavirus. Charging documents show that on Monday, Beam took the 13-year-old to a testing site at Pridgen Stadium, unrestrained in the trunk of her car. Beam told the district's health director at the site that she was trying to keep herself from being exposed to the virus. That person had the child taken out of the trunk and called 911. Eddie, what's the news site? Huh? ABC 13. Now listen, there are things you should absolutely have in your trunk. Jump a cable, spare tire, jack lug wrench, flashlight maybe, but never the kids. All right, you know, here's the thing. At least this is my mindset. I'm not judging this woman, Sarah Bean, but I made up my mind a long time ago in my house. If one of us got COVID, we all was probably going to get COVID, and that's exactly what happened. Okay, when they started telling us how COVID was impacting kids, in my mind, I'm like, okay, one of my daughters is probably going to bring COVID home from school. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not socially distancing from my kids, especially if they got COVID. Now, if you're older, if you got underlying conditions, I get it. All right. Put him or her in the trunk. All right. And this could be and this could be the case in this situation. I haven't heard of Sarah Beam having any underlying conditions, but clearly she was being extra safe. What makes this story even more nuts is she took the 13 year old. A 13 year old boy to a drive through COVID testing site for additional testing. So clearly she didn't believe the positive test she got back from her son originally. Maybe he was asymptomatic. Who knows? But she put him in the trunk and drove to another COVID testing site. And when the COVID testing people were gathering information from people in line, uh, Sarah told him her son was in the trunk. Look, I love my children too much to put them in the trunk. All right. What if, God forbid, you got into an accident? Mm. All right. Somebody rear ended you. There's no security in the trunk. All right, no seatbelt. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Envy. You the car guy. Most vehicles have those uh those crumple zones in the front and back, right? So if you correct. get you get in a wreck, they're probably at a greater risk of being injured. You know, especially if you're in the back because the cars are designed to absorb energy in the front and the back, right? Correct. They're designed to absorb energy in the front and the back, right, Envy? So <laughs> I would be more concerned about having my child in the trunk than I would having them, you know, next to me in a car positive for COVID. 
I would like to ask Sarah Beam, what letter plan was the trunk? Was it plan A? Was it plan B? I need to know, okay? Because the kid is 13. Why not put him in the back seat? Both of y'all wear your mask and roll the windows down, okay? I need to know what other scenarios did you play out in your mind before you told your little man get in the trunk, all right? This is also why being a parent, especially a mom, is the most impactful job in the world. Only a mother can convince a child to get in the trunk for any reason at all. Only a mom, because we have the utmost trust in our mothers, especially at the age of 13. And if I just got a positive COVID test at that age, depending how much news I take in, I might be thinking all types of things in that moment. I might be scared to death, anxiety going through the roof. I might be wondering if I'm going to die. So if mom tells me get in the trunk, I'm getting in the trunk because I damn sure don't want to kill my mother. Now, million dollar question to the room. Envy you throwing any of your kids in the trunk if they test positive for COVID? Think about it. No, not if they test positive. Mm-hmm. Maybe, for some, maybe for some other reasons. But. I'm about to ask. You said not if they test positive. What other reasons? No, I'm just joking. Nah, nah, I ain't throwing my kids in the trunk. Yeah, you throwing any kids you know in the trunk if they test positive for COVID? I'm not throwing anybody in a trunk. Okay. Me neither. What happened to the good old days of Houston when the only thing you found in the trunk that began with K and ended with S was kilos? Kilos of cocaine. What happened to the good old days, man? Please give Sarah Beam. Let, let Remy Ma give Sarah Beam the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. We're not, mm. we not going to play again? I don't know what race she is. I, don't even, I didn't see her picture. Do you know what race she is, Eddie? Idiot. Eddie, you know her race? If you know her race, come in here. Oh, Eddie knows her race. She's actually a school teacher, by the way. Okay, let's play. So she's clearly, she's not an idiot, per let's, se. Let's play a game. Want to play a game? Guess what race it is! All right. Sarah Beam. You got to tell me. Text me what race she is, Eddie. Sarah Beam. Mm -hmm. She's from Houston. Her 13-year-old son tested positive for COVID, so she threw him in the trunk so she didn't endanger herself. Guess what race she is, Angela Yee? I can't even guess. Alien? Okay. All right. Not human? You ain't got a sound effect for alien, do you? No, he doesn't. All right. Ask me. Okay, Sarah Beam mm-hmm. threw her 13-year-old son in the trunk because he tested positive for COVID, okay. and she didn't want to catch it. She's a high school teacher in Houston. Guess what race she is? White. What makes you think that? I'm going to tell you why, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I can see any race throwing their kids in the trunk just in case. But then, <laughs> just in case, you told me that she told on herself. Ain't no black woman gonna tell on herself. Ain't no black woman gonna say, I just threw my kid in the trunk. But well, they didn't think they was, she didn't think she was doing anything wrong. She th- That's my point. Black people know you can't throw your kids in the trunk. Oh. Spanish people throw you know you can't can, you can't throw your kids in the trunk. Oh. Asian people know you ain't gonna throw, be able to throw your kids in the trunk. White Got people, you. they might feel like, nah, I just stole a little, he just stole a little Mikey in the trunk. He all right. Yeah, well, DJ Envy, you are correct. I know it. I know it. I know it. Sarah Beam is as white as those kilos that they used to smuggle in Houston in that trunk and I, might still do. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> okay. I knew it. I knew it. Yes. I knew it. She white white too. I'm looking at a picture. What is white white? No, she white white. What is white white? White white. Like that's a white white woman. There. Oh yeah, she white white. She calling the police for nothing. Absolutely. She sneezed and I think <laughs> this black person just sneezed next to me. Made me uncomfortable. Music's too loud. I'm calling the police. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a hundred percent lootly. All right. Yes. All right. Okay, all right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up and next, salute to everybody on YouTube who thinks that we never do uh, guess what race it is for black people. You're clearly new here. No, we do it for everybody. Man, come on. Yeah. We got two types of black people, but you can only talk about one. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs>
<laughs> okay, we do. We have two types of black people when we do. Guess what race it is? All right. Well, play the play the drops for him, Red. Play the regular. What's the? Damn, damn, damn. That's just for black people. Mm-hmm. And then one. Hey, it's powerful niggery at work here. Niggery. Let's play Spanish so they can. No. <laughs> We got Asian too, right? I know. Oh, okay. What Forgot about that. White. <laughs> White. Right. Everybody's covered here, baby. Everybody's covered. Yeah, That's we got all. something for everybody. That's right. All right. Up next, Ask Ye. 800 I hate this show. If you need relationship advice it. or any type of advice, call Ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on, relationship advice need personal advice just need real advice call up now for ask ye keep the bread morning everybody it's dj envy angela ye charlamagne the god we are the breakfast club it's time for ask ye hello who's this anthony anthony good morning where you calling from lansing michigan lansing michigan okay what's your yep. question for ye bro all right my kids is mom we were together 18 years almost before we split up I raised two of her kids that weren't mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two kids together, 12-year-old and a 16-year-old. Okay. And I'm calling because we've been going back and forth ever since August, like the beginning of August last year, about whether I should uh, get them vaccinated if I shouldn't, or if I should get vaccinated if I shouldn't. Last year, I got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And she says, the only way I'm going to let you get your kids vaccinated is you do it first because I want to make sure that you don't die, basically. Like, right. she wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to kill me. Okay. Like, trust me. So I got my vaccinations, and then I go back there and say, okay, I'm going to take my kids to go get vaccinated. She refused. And so I, she's got primary custody because the way that the county works here, it's just the way that they do it. Most women get primary custody automatically. Mm-hmm. And as a male, I have to go spend thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars on a flight for my kids. And it's a long story. I can tell you a billion different things that has been done. Long story short, basically refused to allow me to get my kids to go get them vaccinated. For the first, like, 15 weeks of school, I was taking them to school every day and taking them up to school every day, taking them back to her house, dropping them off, making sure that they weren't on the bus, keeping them safe. Well, as soon as I said one day, because they got exposed and they had to start doing that daily testing to stay, mm-hmm. I said, I'm taking them to get them vaccinated. I'm not asking no more. I'm telling you that I'm going to do it. And she she called the police and told them that I kidnapped the kids from school and this and that, and basically had the police calling me, threatening me to drop my kids back off at the house without without no problems immediately. And so I did. But now, like, I'm feeling like I should still take them to go get them vaccinated regardless. And then if I go to jail, I go to jail. I guess I'll be some case that everybody will hear about. I don't know. Wow. You know, it's really difficult because this is something that I've heard a lot about parents clashing over what to do as far as different philosophies on uh, the kids getting vaccinated. One parent wants them to. One parent does it. Some people have different political views that have uh, been ignited by vaccines also. And I don't know. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Honestly, they're not talking about this and nobody's going to say this and everybody's probably going to think I'm freaking crazy. Everybody in the world is going to hear this right now. Whoever listens to your show. I wholeheartedly believe that this disease, this whatever you want to call it, virus, disease, is killing people. I don't care what you call it. But it was man-made, obviously. I already know that. And I believe that it was lit off in the ballistic missiles that are being set off by North Korea ever since 2019. If you think back to the, the newscasting, 
we were constantly trying to sanction North Korea for flipping missile after I get it, uh, but let's focus on the kids here now. <laughs> let's, right? No, okay. I'm just saying that. So that's why I trust the vaccine because I, I've read enough about what's going on behind the scenes that I know that this vaccine is smart enough to evade the man-made disease. Is what I'm trying to get at. That's mm-hmm. why I was saying that, making that point. I'm not trying to burn up all your time, but. Um, that's why I got the, the vaccination, because I know that it's not an actual naturally occurring virus. It's, it's man-made. And so the vaccine will protect you. That's why I got the vaccine. But all right. I want to protect my kids. Right. And I think it's important to take the emotion out of it and be practical and talk about science. And if you know somebody who's a professional that can really help mediate the situation, because it feels like, is she vaccinated? Is your ex- No. No, she's refusing to get vaccinated. Right. And how do your kids feel about it? Do they want to be vaccinated? Have they had that conversation? Because they're old enough I mean, to somewhat... They're 12 and 16, you know what I mean? Before this, before the pandemic, they were, you know, 12 or 14 and, and 10. You know, so honestly, what decisions can they really wholeheartedly make? None. I'm not saying they have to make a decision, but do they have thoughts on it? Because I do believe yeah. 16 years old especially is old enough to have heard about it, have friends who have been vaccinated and not vaccinated and have an opinion. Yeah, my son, my son's the one at 16. He has an opinion that he trusts me, but he also has an opinion that he's supposed to listen to his mom. And so he don't really know, honestly, what decision to make about the virus. Like He's in the air about it. Okay, now what about any type of mandates at the school? What is... Schools doing uh, test this day, masks, and social distancing. Okay, so they don't and, have uh, to be vaccinated. They don't have to be vaccinated, no. Yeah. And they've been exposed twice. They've had to do the test twice. And um, do they have anybody like counselors at the school that can actually sit both of you down to talk about it? That's a, a third party? Because that's what it feels like it's going to take. Yeah. Well, or be going to jail when I just do it. <laughs> well, we don't want you to go to jail uh, for well, that. I will. I got bond money. And I honestly don't think that if you guys can't come to a decision that you should do something without her uh, being in accordance with it because it is both of your children. And it's not fair. I get it because you want one thing, she wants one thing, and it feels like as the primary caregiver, what she wants is going to override what you want right now. Yeah, but here, here's what I'm going to say about that primary caregiver. When, when, when she left, we had a $250,000 house. She put my kids in a homeless shelter so she can clean my house out and Whoa. take everything I own so we wow. can put up. But long story short... I was the only one that ever had a job in the 18 years that we were together, and I paid all the bills and supported everything, and they allowed her to get put in the system, get put on welfare, get put on child support, get put, and took the primary, they gave her primary custody without no kind of speaking to me at all, knowing who I was or nothing. Yeah, you know, the problem... It's so screwed up, it's not funny. No, I agree with you that it is a messed up system. I pay for all their medical care when I pay my child support every month. There's a section of it that says medical expenses, and they deduct from each month when I pay it. So I've paid all their medical bills. Well, not all of them. Medicaid pays, you know, a good portion of it. Whatever, Whatever's due from me every month, I'm the only one that's paid towards their, their medical Well, I just want to say when it comes, let's stick to the vaccination. Right. I do want to say when it comes to this, there are parents who are going to court actually and fighting this out in court. 
And a lot of times yep. the court judges are not deciding whether a child should get the vaccine, but giving one parent sole legal custody to make that decision. So now judges are relying upon the recommendations of the children's pediatrician or the doctor to reach a decision um, also. So if you have to go to court because this is important to you, I would advise that you do it that way instead of you just doing something that's against what she wants you to do. Okay. I just want to say I can tell that you and your ex-wife have issues other than just this, right? You have a lot of problems with the way she thinks, the way she deals with the children. So it's not just about about the vaccine. Right. And this is what's going to make it difficult for you guys to come to a decision together because I'm sure it's difficult for you to listen to her and understand her point of view. And clearly she doesn't listen or understand your point of view. That's why my advice. No, she won't listen to me. She'll hang up on me and she'll call the police on me and say that I'm threatening her and I'm, I'm uh, texting and I'm being abrasive and out of line. and everything. Well, you else. need to like, see oh, what please. legally you need to see what rights you can get in order to be able to make this happen. But I don't advise you to do something um, against that. I think it's only going to worsen your situation when it comes to co-parenting and you don't know what she might try to do to you. Like you said, you, you don't care if you go to jail for this, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. And I get it. And I would, if I were you, I would talk to the school to see if they can give you some advice or a third party to talk to you. And I would also consult with a lawyer yep. because this is lawyer something that, that is not exclusive to you. That's been going on. All right. I appreciate it. Okay. And I'm praying Thank for you, you and your kids and your family. Oh, the other part is, uh, they just said, <laughs> Um, first off, the ask what race it is, it should be ask what race they are every day when it's said. And then uh, about 80 to 90 percent of the time it is about white people. I'm not white. I'm half Hispanic and half Polish. Okay, okay, let's play a new game. Let's, let's play a new game. <laughs> Guess who wants you to shut the f*** up? <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet, goddammit. <laughs> Go back and look at the last 30 days and do the percentages and tell us tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, sir. All right. Praying uh, for you day. and your kids. All right, thank you. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Envy had some things to say about Selling Tampa and how that show, the producers produce uh, Selling Sunset also. But when did we have that original conversation about a week ago, right? Because mm-hmm. you week. had put on social media first mm-hmm. that they did not sell one home. Mm-hmm. And so Selling Tampa, Sherelle Rosado, who owns the brokerage on Selling Tampa, had some things to say about you on Cocktails with Queens. Here's what she had to say. The story behind it is if you paid attention in the beginning, <laughs> we were, talking, <laughs> we're stepping into a luxury division and we made huge deals on the show. We uh, got with the developer. And we are listing all his listings, multi-million dollar listings. He didn't pay attention to that. Rena sold the home, the first, her million dollar home, the first show. And I did, Joanna and I did a big deal with Mayo Organics, who was looking for a minority-owned brokerage to represent them. So what I'm understanding, though, is when you were talking about the show, you had more of an issue with how it was edited and the producers and the actual women on the show. I mean, I think everybody's clear. I've seen it on Shade I watched Room it because I would say a lot of people watched it because of, of your comments. Yes. Uh, I mean, the comments are clear, even on Shade Room. I mean, Envy was talking about how production focused more on drama and not real estate. 
that is the whole thing. And 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 if if you women are fine with that, then then y'all are fine with that. That's y'all show. I just feel like when I watch Selling Sunset, which is the same producers, and I watch Selling Tampa, they don't show the same things. And you can start from season one; it's clear. You anybody who watches those shows see it. And Selling Sunset, they show more about the properties, more about the real estate, and of course they show the drama. But on Selling Tampa, it's more about the drama, less about the selling of the homes. Man, one that was embarrassing I would was like when to the say women didn't know quick. the property taxes. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, you can't. She was just guessing stuff. Yeah, she was just guessing. I'm like, that's embarrassing. Hey. You don't want that for your, your brokerage, your, your firm. And, hey, I have my I, hand raised. And I, and I don't like how they do that to our black women. But if my black sisters are fine <laughs> with it, then y'all fine with okay, it. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Because before, you know, my divine feminine, I didn't like the way you said you women. No, you, my, my black sister. I didn't like that. that. I feel that way. The divine if, feminine if those, me didn't like the way you said you women. No, if those black <laughs> sisters are, are, are fine with that, then that's cool. I'm not. I just don't like the way we were depicted. But I I, I'm like sure. They, look, they, they, they make the, the white show look a lot different than the black show, and I don't like it. Now, I do understand that it is their first season. The first so, season of Sunset was the same way. I know, but I'm saying now moving forward. Can't make excuses. The first season on. of Sunset, I mean, and, and they show those white women selling properties. And, and I think it's drama. also harder for black women to break into this luxury. I also think it's harder for black women to break into this luxury market, it which is. is also an issue. So being able to sell those properties in Tampa isn't an easy thing. Those Are you luxury making excuses properties. for the white producer that makes us look a lot worse than the white women? No, Stay in your ground, no, bitch. But no, what I'm trying to say is, like I said, moving forward, <laughs> hopefully this will be helpful. But I also can acknowledge the fact, as we all should, that the problem is that we need to be intentional about who we work with and more people do need to make sure that who represents them are, you know. The problem is I want you to Keep shooting. Act like your last name, Curry. Like Ooh. you depict those white women. Don't don't have us just showing fighting and beefing and calling each other bitches. No, that's not that's You were not, saying they only sold one house or you said no homes. So I didn't see any sell. They didn't break down I did see it. I saw the Myel Organics. Did they the break down that sell of the house? How My. many did the house cost? Did you see them at the closing? No. Yeah, you saying he's lying? And if you no, look I at, saw when they went to go look at the house and they said they were in a rush to buy a house and then they showed it I saw them celebrating when they decided to purchase the house and now all look of at that this. Rage, go. but I've never seen Selling Sunset so I can't compare it to that oh, okay. that's watch, all I'm saying so without having seen Selling Sunset I did watch the show because you t- I, I had watched two episodes there are black women on the show I'm interested in real estate I was watching them to watch that show so let this be something that okay moving forward this is what people want to see but it is, all, it, is all, it is also a brand new firm that they started a brand new why, why are you making excuses? The fact is, is that when they showed no, I'm talking about the reality Sunset, which is a white show, that was a brand new firm at the time. They didn't show any of the beefing and the drama like they showed the There's black no show. There's no beefing or That's drama the, no, on I, Selling Sunset. And then they got the China show I coming, said, Artificial Sunset. I said, like <laughs> the other show. They, they are beefing and drama on both shows, but they show more beefing and more drama on Selling Tampa. And you can't make a comparison, nor can you go back with me if you haven't seen both, because now you're just guessing. I'm not you making a comparison. I'm not comparing. I'm explaining what this show is. And you and said this is yourself, what... you thought it was crazy when one of those uh, real estate agents were on it and didn't know any Envy. of the information on that house. Envy, I'm Come not on, comparing ye. it Don't to Selling Sunset. I'm on. just explaining that they are starting a new brokerage in a luxury market. Wow. So it is a brand, that's all, and it's the first season. You just so straightened the back. Let's hope that moving forward, we get to see more of that. They've heard the feedback, right? You're changing and the, maybe the they'll end up having more input, but this is the their first season. It's moving the goalposts. You're moving the goalposts. My point was Selling Tampa and Selling Sunset is the same producer. When you look at both of those shows, 
They show more beef and drama on Selling Tampa and less beef on Selling Sunset. They sell more about selling homes on Selling Sunset than on Selling Tampa. And that's from the first episode. That's my conversation. That's what I said. Everybody else want to throw, well, they did sell a home. Well, they did this. Well, my whole thing is. But you is, did say they sold no, you, you didn't see them I sell not one home. I didn't see them selling any homes. I didn't see it. I they saw didn't it. break it you down. You said not one. I didn't see them sell not one home. Six episodes. I didn't see them sell one home. But you said one home in six episodes. That don't sound crazy to you for a real estate show? Well, what she Just said. Just show my sisters. Stand like you on your mustard colored square. Said, That's all I say. Was that uh, they're only showing the sale of luxury homes on the show, and they did sell other homes. But I'm that trying to wasn't protect my sisters. Right, that's it. I'm just trying to protect my sisters. I want my sisters to look like them white women. That's it. Now, my well, I hope they get a second. That. I hope they get a second season, and we get to see more of them because and, we do need to see more of them. And I'll be honest with you, this is the most press that that Envy show has Curry got. Still shoot. No, this is the most press that they got, and I love <laughs> the fact that people are watching the show. And I would love to have those women up here. I love to see my sisters doing well. I love to see my sisters. I don't doing think you're gonna keep that same energy when they all up here. Why would I? How many of them is it? Like seven. Ooh, so it'll be eight on one. <laughs> what's what's the problem? But I can't I can't understand. I but can't. You on, on their side though. You're not I'm against on them. Their side. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm that's what I'm saying. Side. I can't understand that you weren't trying to come at the women, but I'm sure they interpreted it that way because it's you know the show that they're starring on. They're the people that we see. Look, how many times and do I have so. to clear it up, and how many times do I have to say exactly what I meant before people be like, oh yeah. Again, because she just did an interview. No. And everybody didn't mm -mm. see it the first time that you cleared it up? Well, I'm going to continue to watch this show. Hopefully, they get a second season. I love the fact that my sisters are on there selling real estate. You should I go love, buy a few houses from them. Sisters. I love listed, I love listed <laughs> Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, there's a bunch of sisters that's selling cribs. No and, drama, and right? Now, of course, there's drama on oh. every show, but the first five minutes they sold a property to some a, a black couple, and I love I love that. And they broke down how much the club, how much it costs, and the the agents. Like mm -hmm. I like that. I like giving people knowledge, not just the drama. The drama's cool. We need that, but give people knowledge, and that's what those producers are not doing for selling Tampa. Just do what they do from white people. Just do it for my sisters. That's what I ask. All right, explaining. I just want to say, last thing, Steve Harvey has no plans for stand-up comedy because of cancel culture. So I thought that was an interesting thing that he had to say. He said, no stand-up comic alive that is sponsor-driven can say anything he wants. Chris Rock can't. Kevin Hart can't. Sector the Entertainer can't. D.L. Hughley can't. I can go down the list. The only person that can say what they want to say on stage is Dave Chappelle because he's not sponsor-driven. He's subscription-driven. And he said he stopped doing stand-up because his wife told me God was about to do something for me that I didn't know about yet. I'm glad Steve Harvey got his own radio show because that was a throwaway story. No, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I like well, the drama. I like the drama. Yeah. Yeah, I like it's, actually what I, it's actually what I teased, so I wanted to make sure yeah. that I that was uh, better, though. reported was, the story. That, that we, back and forth was better. That we actually yeah. I enjoyed teased. that. We just like to support our sisters, that's all. I wasn't trying to go back and forth with Envy. Oh, I was oh, just oh, trying oh, to explain. You, you thought the gun went away, didn't you? You thought the gun went away? You thought you put it away, didn't you? You thought you put it away. Oh my goodness, we, we both support I get defensive sisters, of all. women because I know how hard it is for us out here, for black women. Yeah, me too. And so I just don't want the producers making them look crazy. Those white producers making them look crazy. I just want my sisters to look crazy. As a black them. woman, what? I agree with <laughs> <What>? both of <laughs> y'all. <laughs> what? All right. That is your rumor report. Up next is the People's Choice Mix. Let's start the mix off with some new 50 Cent feature, Little Dirk and Jeremiah. This is the theme song to uh, the new flick, uh, the new Power Series, Tommy. So uh, we're going to get that on. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's the Breakfast Club. It's going, going down. Angela Yee here, and my friends at the General Insurance give you quality car insurance for less. Check out their affordable rates and flexible payment options by calling 800-GENERAL or visiting thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. 
Now, uh, shout out to uh, Bakari Sellers for joining us this morning. My guy, Bakari, man. Make sure you go pick up uh, Who Your People. That is something that we say in South Carolina, you know what I mean? Like, who your people? And then, you know, you, you tell them who your mom is, you tell them who your daddy is, you tell them who your grandma is, you know what I mean? If they already don't know. Because usually they'll be like, who your people? Or they'll be like, you such and such people, ain't you? So mm. make sure you go get that children book. I'm, I'm mailing a copy to my mom today. She asked me for it yesterday, man. Okay. So to my All South right. Carolina brethren, Bakari Sellis. And also, happy birthday to Raekwon, the chef. Yes, January 12th. And Issa Rae. Today's Issa Rae's <coughs> birthday, too. Yeah, salute to the God, Raekwon. And Legends. And salute to the big boss, Ray. Big real estate, Ray. Okay? Mm-hmm. Drop one of the clues bombs, man. Really, two, two really good people right there. Absolutely. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, you got a, a positive note? Yes. My positive note, man, I posted this on Instagram yesterday, and it's just so simple. Uh, there's no one to impress. Live well for you. Improve for you. That's it. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?